This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDarren.com. Today is December 29th, 2015. NFL Week 17 picks and kicks. I got Calhoun with me. Always a pleasure to be here kicking with old Digital Darren. Alright, before we get started, real couple of quick things to say. First to the listeners, apologize. We haven't been on in like four weeks. Um, trying to get back into the floor of things, so bear with us. And secondly, and most importantly, Want to say R.I.P. to being childhood friend, listener of the show, fan of the show. So it wouldn't be right if I didn't say R.I.P. being take a little moment of silence for him. All right, Calhoun, what's going on? Not much, man. We started to lose too many friends, man. I also want to say it's interesting. We buried being Monday and a childhood friend of mine. Now Carmella Perry, she died Thursday. So it's been a rough 2015. It's time to get 2016 here. It's 2015, been a bitch. Her family and Bean family, they both in our prayers. So let's switch up and talk about the NFL again. Week 17, going to get us started. Birds finally pulled one off. Didn't I? I wish I was a bad man. Well, that was. I want a little money, but I ain't winning money I could have won. All right, so let's stop right there. You talked about the Falcons, so everybody knows by now the Falcons beat Carolina. It was their most complete game this year, but it's one of the ones that leave you like, uh, it's like catching a fine girl fucking and she got average pussy. That's late. Now, now, I think it was different. I think you went in there. Went to a bar, saw a bitch, didn't think he was going to get, got a number, and she called you over the fuck. That's how excited I thought that game was. Matt Ryan showed he's a top seven quarterback, gave you a little bit of scramble, gave you the, the ball when everybody said his arm wasn't right. He took a hit when everybody said he wasn't tough. He ran when they said he couldn't run. The defense held the Cam Newton down. We thought it was going to be we thought Cam was going to down so much it was going to be a music video, not a football game. They shut that down. So we got that wop nose on the dabbing on them. Hey, man. Right. Crackers in the city, niggas in the city. It was just a joyous occasion. That game was amazing. I had to cut work short to come see the rest of that game. And therein lies my problem with Atlanta fans. Our goals are too low. I mean, like, the excitement that you had for a failed season. Like, you shouldn't even have that excitement for any game the Falcons have had after that six-game losing streak. Now, hold on now. We are 87 now. And we're out the playoffs. Yeah. So, 87 gets you. Let's assume they win. We'll talk more about that later. But let's assume they win. 97 gets everybody here one more year. Now, that would be a problem. If, if they don't make the necessary change. So what this win did, unfortunately, I, I'll be honest, 
What he did was he killed Thomas Dimitrov here. I mean, not Thomas Dimitrov. Kyle Shanahan. He's here. Keep Dimitrov here, too. If Thomas Dimitrov here, that's a problem. I'm willing to bet you Dimitrov stays here. What do you want to bet? We online. We live right now. What do you want to bet? Oh, no, I can't go against it. I mean, it's the Falcons. They'll do something that stupid off of one win. And they know that seven-game slot. I can't do that. Mm. They lost seven games. Let me ask you this. Worst case scenario, the Falcons end up 500. Best case scenario, they end up 9-7. What would you grade this season in Dan Quinn's first season as head coach? Dan Quinn's first year head coach, you get a D. A D plus. The reason why it was a six-game slide. We lost six games in a row. It's not so much that we lost six games. It's we lost the six games, too. We had no business losing to San Francisco. You had no business losing to Town Bay at home. You had no business losing that coach game. Those are three games right there we should not have lost. Those wins, we are in the playoffs. We had the easiest schedule in the league, and it lived up to be the easiest schedule in the league. Stop right there. I think that's part of the reason Carolina looks so good. Because we're going to get to it later on. I don't think they're the best team. We'll probably talk about it next week's podcast. I don't think they're the best team in the NFC, let alone the NFL. And I think part of the reason they look so good is because they played the same people we played. They just beat them. We didn't. Yeah. And that's the problem. That They don't. They're not all that high. I mean, we got the easy schedule. We, if we had the easy schedule, I mean, they played a schedule that was comparable to what we played. If we, we played the AFC South and the NFC East, I mean, and, and the NFC South. So we played the same teams. The only difference is we played San Francisco and Minnesota, and they played Green Bay and Seattle, and they caught them early in the year. So, no, I, I don't think they're all that hot either. I think they they taking it. That schedule that we had, we should have went 11-5 easy, 12-4. I give Dan Quinn a C minus. I mean, I wasn't. Again, you. We talked about this on the phone offline. You can't. No coach. I don't give a damn how many years you've been coaching can have a six game losing streak. That's almost having. That's like a forty percent. That's like forty percent of your season losing streak, right? Full of It is. First year not. And I'm glad you said fireball defense because I do want to chime in on Chip Keller for a second too. But that is inexcusable. Forget the schedule. You don't lose six out of eight. You play 18 games, right? You don't lose, huh? You play 16 games, excuse me. You don't lose 40% of those games in a row to, to no teams. I don't give a damn if they line up the 85 Bears, six of the greatest teams. You find a way to win one of those games. I think he's gotten his defense to play okay in spots, but when you really need him, I a lot of loss to James in Tampa Bay. But what it also spoke to was the ineptitude of talent on that team. Like I mentioned to you off air, we could have got three players this year that a good GM was a no-brainer. That kid, the wide receiver for Tennessee, that door bring back. I remember calling you on draft day. That kid slid to the fourth round. And that was first round talent. At that point, it's no brainer. The third round, it's no brainer to get that kid. It's a steal. Who passed him up? Randy Gregory slid to the second round. 
And Vic Beasley finally had a breakout game last game. But imagine Randy Gregory and Vic Beasley was there. You didn't have Corbyn and Schofield. Last but not least, the Collins kid, who was a free agent signing. And we was on his short list of teams. Those three moves make this team look totally different. Agree? Completely agree. And that gives you a foundation to build on, right? So, like, I think I said this the last podcast. The Falcons were in rebuild mode. They just didn't know it. I think that was a little extreme. I think they're trying to... I think they're trying to fix the car while it's moving. So, while you're moving, um, it started leaking oil. So, you got somebody up under the car trying to fix the oil while the car moving. Because if you cut it off, it won't cut back on. So, you're trying to put gas... Almost like race cars, right? So, they never really cut race cars off. They just fix them while they're running or while they move. Because you cut them off, you lose too much time. Too much to get them back to optimum speed or optimal performance, right? So I think the Falcons are trying to do that. But those three pieces would have been key. Three great building blocks. You had Collins with Jake Long. Now you got something on the line. You got that Mr. Side solidified. You add Randy Gregory to Vic Beasley and Hageman. Now you got something on the D-line. Darrell Green, Beckham, and... Julio Jones, now you got something at wide receiver. You already got Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman. You got something at running back. So now you're starting to see the pieces, peacemakings of a team. You still need some back help in the secondary and the linebacker core, but you at least have pieces in place. And with, with that kind of maneuvering, you start seeing the shape of the team. So it's like if you building a car you have and you're getting the doors and you're getting the fenders and stuff, at some point you start seeing the shell of the car. Then you start putting the motor in. And if you start doing all that, we already had the shell. Now you want to put the motor in. Now you want to do transmission. Now you want to get the seats. We had that stuff going. The problem with them is they keep saying, fuck it. The problem is Thomas Dimitro. Because not only do you miss on those very obvious draft picks, but then you miss in free agency. He misses all the way around. So if the problem comes with this, when you have the owner giving two thumbs up in the camera, Dabbing in the press conference. Let's be honest, in, pers- in, in retrospect, this win was really nothing. It meant nothing. That was a good morale. It was nice for the city to put the chest out. Nice for me to win one of these division bets that I got. But in retrospect, it's really nothing. It means left. Carolina's going to the playoffs. We're not. And we had the easiest schedule in the league. And when I say it lived up to be, because sometimes you have an easy schedule, but teams make certain adjustments. And that easy schedule not so easy. Those teams are different. But this shit, these teams was just as trash as they as we thought they would be. So with a trash schedule, the Falcons rank in the middle of the pack. In the in the bottom half of the league. That's a problem. That speaks of you need front office help. Eight years he's been here. He hasn't got anything done this time before we go. I think he stays. Let me ask you this. As a betting man, does he go or does he stay? Your life depends on it. Does he leave? Does he get fired or does he stay? He stays. He's not a good decision maker when it comes to his team, to this sport, to this field. Now, whatever he does with all people, I don't know and I don't give a shit. But when it comes to football, he's not a smart man at all. Speaking of getting fired, Chip Kelly got fired today. What are your thoughts on that? That's amazing. No, it's not amazing. 
everybody knew it. I mean, he was a year. I mean, Chip Kelly took that took that franchise. He got some duct tape, taped them up, bent them over, gagged them, and shoved fourteen inches of dick in his ass. Like Paul Fitch. Yeah, like Paul Fitch. He took him in a dungeon. He mercilessly butt-fucked the city of Philly with those stupid moves. And everyone knew none of them worked. I'm going to tell you a danger. And this is what we have here as Falcon fans. When the fans are smarter than the front office, you have a problem. All those fans, all those moves that made everybody said the same thing. You really think you're smarter than everybody? That's not humble at all. Of course Chip Kelly got fired. Chip Kelly's going to get fired when he lost Andrew, when he started giving away Andy Reid's players. Can't, he's stupid. He'll go back to college, and that's where the fuck he need to be. You wish Georgia would get him? I said that years a long time ago. I wish they would have him over Kirby Smart. But when he doesn't have, he's been good at college, but he's been overblown too. Like he's his record in college may be something like fifty and nine, but he probably was favored in out of the sixty games. He probably was favored in fifty eight of them, and lost like seven or eight games he shouldn't have lost. So like whenever he played the SEC or schools with equal talent, he would lose. One thing about him, he's a complete idiot. Like. That whole thing of we're going to snap the ball in 20-second type stuff, that is like, that is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Well, I mean, tempo matters in college when you when people don't have depth. So, yeah, when you're playing the University of Washington and, they, and their first string isn't good as your second string, yeah, you can do that and really have an advantage. But when you're playing the NFL where everybody's even, not so much, right? That's right. You just wear your defense out because the other team is grounding the power and keep them on the field. Your dumb ass coming down those three and nine less than 40 seconds. I mean, it's, it's been time for Chip Kelly to get the boot. But now the next kicking podcast, let me ask you something. You went and, you went and saw a movie this weekend. Yeah, I did. I saw Concussion. How was it? The writing was excellent. I, didn't, I thought Will Smith was and I thought they could have I thought they could have used a used a lesser known actor. I mean, not a trend. If you look at Star Wars, if you look at Twelve Years of Slavery, if you look at some of the other movies, Selma, English African actors play these parts nowadays. So they could have got an English uh, African actor who lives in London or something with a more authentic accent to play and look more like the guy to play it than Will Smith. And more important than that. I think it, I, it made me look at pro football differently Sunday. I think I was telling, if it wasn't you, it was Double R, because he saw it too. It completely shocked me how, how differently I looked at the game Sunday. I would suggest anybody who's in football go watch that movie. Anybody who likes football, anybody who, Because, like, one of the things they were talking about was, like, what it takes to get a concussion. How humans weren't designed for head-to-head combat. So he basically one of the scenes he lists a whole bunch of animals and how nature has provided them with certain things for head-to-head contact. So like your bighorn rams, 
It's a woodpecker. Other things that, and so a woodpecker doesn't do head-to-head contact, but it keeps bouncing his head against a tree, right? So he was talking about that. He was saying how, you know, mankind wasn't built for that, even with helmets. And so one, he used like a analogy. He had an apple and some water in a jar. And so he said that's how the brain is. The skull is the jar. The brain fluid is through the water. And the apple is the brain, of course. And so he kept shaking it. And so he kept shaking enough that he dented the apple a few times. And he was saying that's what was happening to the to some of the players' brains. I think what he I, I think the overall direction of the movie made sense, but I think also it was other things besides that. So I know it's gonna sound kind of hypocritical, but I see where people who were pro NFL are coming from, people who are anti NFL and pro health are coming from. One of the key elements was Mike Webster. So I think he said, by his analysis, Mike Webster probably had over 70,000 concussions in his life. God damn. Who was it again? The lineman who killed himself, who said all this off in real life. So I think he was saying, like, every hit, basically every hit over 60 Gs can give, like, a small concussion. So maybe not a big concussion, but a small concussion. And he was like, that's just like a normal hit or something like that. Right. And so you said from the time he used Mike Webster because he played 18 years in the pros. So his whole life. So he said he assumed he done had close to 70,000 concussions in his life. Wow. Or not, I won't say concussions. Hits to the head. Let me say that. Will you go see the movie? Now, I'm interested in seeing it. Once you said Will Smith, he had to play an accent. That's that's outside of his range. Like I said, it probably should have got done shit, something like that. Um, he could pull that off better. Well, you get a you need, you need the right nigga to play an African. You don't just get any kind of motherfucking nigga to play a spirit check off because it's a nigga. You know what I mean? I think you should see it just because of the writing. I might give it a look. See, it really sounds like it's red box worth it. Nothing else. It is. It actually is worth going to the movies to see or pressing. But if you have kids, especially young men, they should go see it. I keep that in mind when I do what I do later on tonight. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to get with the Lewinsky and the You Sucker Award. It's been so long. So let's go on to start with the Lewinsky. Lewinsky, I got to give it to, uh, I'm giving it to Matt Ryan. Man, Matt Ryan's. Shouldered a lot of a lot of the load of the city, and you can't do nothing but respect him after that performance of yesterday. So I got to give it to him. I'm gonna give mine to Teddy Bridgewater for getting the Minnesota to the playoffs. That's not hard to do on the back of Adrian Peterson. There's been times he hasn't been to the playoffs. I'm gonna give mine to Teddy Bridgewater. Who you gonna give your suck to? Couple options and one, Pittsburgh for losing to a depleted Baltimore team. That was that was ridiculous. Bill Belichick for being Bill Belichick and trying to screw over the playoff system by not kicking in overtime so he could purposely lose the game. Oh, that backfired. Problem is, it probably won't. Nah, it probably worked just to his liking. My used to go to Cam and the Panthers. Not for losing to the Falcons. I mean, that's just football. 
But I was reading some articles while um, O'Brien Schoolfield and other Falcons say that they were just sore losers. Yeah. The junk talking they were doing. Yeah, the junk talking they were doing. And just, of course, you're going to act different when you win than when you lose. But the way they were kicking shit when they were winning 38 to nothing the week before last and the way they acted this week. Like spoiled kids who everybody said they're supposed to win. They wind up losing. They don't want to shake the other team in hand and stuff like that. Like, show some players, I guess. That's what I'm, and to the, not just to Cam, but to the whole organization. Like, you guys are successful, but you haven't really done anything yet to that level to really be condescending assholes, right? Somebody white up there. Who, me? That's exactly how I want to crack. I say to some niggas. I mean, they haven't won, and you have to earn the right to be an asshole. So, if you ride here and win it, the gold hitters never won a bitch ass thing. I'm glad you said them, because that's who Cam. And if Cam them lose, Again, we can use New England. New England, them are the young crew, the dominant team in all this. So how you woo-woo and rah rah rah? They just shut you up by kicking your ass. Well, to the listeners, we, we were on the flag team for years, and it's us and all our friends and uh, two of the guys who we uh, lost this year. And uh, Mike, he was the coach, Mister Mob, and uh, Ben, he was the lineman to the left. So we did a lot of battles with him and all the team. Uh, but our team was the go-getters. And let me tell you something. You think the Panthers are kicking it? Oh, my God. We we had, we were legendary for how we did it. So I got I'm with Can you quote Dallas? Do you remember what he told us that time? Well, we got the meanest boo gang on. And we did. Well, we were all wrong like hell. But I can't say, you don't want to see us do it. Stop it. So I gotta agree. I, I'm like, I can't get, I, I, they can't, I, I can't give it to them. They talk shit. They, they beat me. But they would talk shit when they were losing. You don't talk shit when you're losing. You gotta be humble and be quiet, but when you win, you can talk a little shit. I think that was part of the problem. They would talk shit and they lost. Yeah, Brian Schofield said to me when somebody said, Who are you? That motherfucker said, I'm a two time Super Bowl uh, representative in the Super Bowl winner. Gee. Who are you? Man, that's a resume. Well, just like a black person, you go to your money then, right? Yeah, but Corp Beerman can't say nothing like that. Corp Beerman wouldn't step out of line like that. They literally say, who are you? And that's, I don't even know. <laughs> Why you pull out Beerman, man? Because he sucks, and he's one of Thomas Mitra boys, and he'll be gone just like Thomas. All right, man, let's cut out, let's cut out the Lewinsky and the U-Sucker Award. Let's go and start with the games. First one o'clock game, Saints at the Falcons. Line Atlanta by four. Give me Atlanta. I got Atlanta both line and winning the game. Atlanta by a touchdown. You know, Atlanta fans, like, this would be the one they pissed down their leg because they was in the city all this week celebrating the Panthers victory like we were going to the Super Bowl like with the 98 Falcons in Miami. Next game, Jets at the Bills. Line the Jets by three. The Jets, and they give me the line. The Jets, give me the line, too. Rex Ryan is amazing to me. How so? Nobody gets that much coverage for doing so little. He is, isn't he? They talk about him like he's goddamn a Super Bowl winning coach who just lost his flair. Yeah. They do that like, you know, 
You want to talk about a mean boo game? You talk about Rick Fox. Yeah, he is worse than Go Getters and the Panthers. Yeah, he got the meanest one. He keeps talking about they're gonna beat the beat the Patriots, and they the Patriots still on. Next one to talk game: the Patriots at the Dolphins. Line is New England by eleven and a half. Who knows what they're gonna do? And when I say that, I mean they'll win, but they won't cover. I'm gonna say my part. You can go on this final later. Well, Cincinnati just lost. They're probably gonna have home field advantage. I won't be surprised if they don't. If he don't play his players, you never know if he'll better check with them. You just don't know. I'm gonna still take the Patriots, but you never know with that guy. This one o'clock game, Ravens at the Bengals. Uh, Bengals. Lions, Cincinnati by nine. Andy Dalton hurt. The Bengals win, they don't call. Let me say that. Yeah, you know, I'm not going with that without Andy Dalton. I'm not going with that with they got now Alabama motherfucker at the hell. Next one o'clock game, the Steelers at the Browns, line is Pittsburgh by 11. Yeah, they win. Uh, hopefully they in the playoffs. I think they lost it. I think they, I think they lost it. The Jets, basically for the Jets, is win, you win. Um, I think Pittsburgh got to win. Jets lose and somebody else lose. I forget who. Next one o'clock game, the Jaguars at the Titans. Jags at the Texans. Oh, give me the Texans. Ain't no line. Ain't no line for this game, but I got you too. Give me the Texans as well. Yeah, I don't know why they're trying to get in. They got to get their first round. They're going to be one and done. They're going in. The next one o'clock game of the Titans at the Colts. Titans at the Colts. Who is the, is the quarterback playing? Josh Freeman supposed to be the quarterback this week for the Colts. Who is? Josh Freeman. Josh, he alive? You said you were mad because they weren't putting in black people, bringing black people back as bad because they brought one back for you. I didn't even know that nigga was around. Josh Freeman. They signed him off the street. I'm in the clipboard, Jesus. <laughs> I gotta go with uh, yeah. give me the. Uh, I ain't gonna go with the Titans and in the Colts. Uh, shit, football Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Jeez, give me the nigga. I'm gonna go with the Colts. Give me the Titans. Next one o'clock game: the Redskins at the Cowboys. Oh, the Boo Boo Bowl. Oh no, nah, Kirk Cousins striking up. Give me Kirk Cousins in there. I can't believe I said. Well, the Cowboys suck. So anybody. Who's not the Cowboys? So give me the Redskins. Quickly. Of course the Redskins get a, get rid of RG3. But do you think Kirk Cousins really true for this is food gold? Because the divi- comfort, division so weak. Yes. 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 Kirk Cousins not what he... They're going to pay him that 15 million. He's going to be another overpaid quarterback. And not worth it. What if you break into your list of $100 million quarterbacks? He's the right color and he got the right position. Might be. They're gonna have to pay him because the Browns gonna wanna pay somebody. The Texans gonna wanna pay somebody. So he's gonna shit. The Rams gonna wanna pay somebody. Mm. I, I think he on the level of all the people they got. Of all them teams, if he may be one notch better than whoever those other teams are trying out. He winning, he hot. That's all these crackers need, man. Sam Bradford's still riding his college career to a chick. What happened to RG3? Well, he, that nigga got one more shot. And he better hope he go win, because if it don't, he's out of here. 
Missed one o'clock game. The Eagles at the Giants. The line at the Giants by three. You mean the Giants? I'll take the Giants and they cough. Chip Kelly, you moron. Next game is the Lions at the Bears. Oh, give me the, uh, give me the, the Lions at the Bears? Yep. No teams will play equal. Give me the Lions. I'll take the Lions, too. First 425 game, Tampa Bay at Carolina. Lions, Carolina by 11 and a half. Well, they're not going to cover 11 and a half. They should never give division rival, division rival games that kind of line. Give me uh, Carolina. I agree. Carolina wins, but they don't cover. Next 425 game, the Raiders at the Chiefs. The Lions, Kansas City by 7 and a half. Kansas City Give me the Raiders. Next 425 game, Chargers, your Chargers at the Broncos. Line is Denver by nine and a half. Broncos win, but they're not going to win by nine and a half. I agree with that. Question before we go to the next game. Mm-hmm. How is Phillip Rivers remembered in history? I don't know that I like a Joe Montana. Huh? I'm not Joe Montana, excuse me. I damn Marino. I don't think he gets those type of accolades. He's going to get those type of numbers. Man, numbers are, numbers are kind of jaded. Well, one more thing now. He's got the wins. He's been to multiple AFC championship games. But he's never been to a Super Bowl. Yeah, so that's the difference. If he goes to a Super Bowl and loses, he'll, he'll, he'll be Dan Marino. I want to say Dan Marino, but he'd be. I get what you, I get. I feel where you're coming from. If he goes to one Super Bowl and loses, which he's probably never going to make it to a Super Bowl, but uh, he'll be Dan Marino. The problem with all these cats these days, and uh, that's what I was talking about even when they talk about J.J. Watt, now he's getting all these different stats because he's getting double the opportunity that LT and Reggie White got. They wasn't doing this much passing because the rules doesn't tailor to him. So all that long to be said, these numbers are going to be so gaudy Niggas like Matthew Stafford's gonna have Hall of Fame numbers. All these motherfuckers probably got more numbers than Terry Bradshaw now. Five, how many five thousand yard quarterbacks have you been having lately? I think for the longest home, it was only one. Calhoun, you stalling. Is Phillip Rivers a Hall of Famer? Is Phillip Rivers a Hall of Famer? The numbers gonna say yes. Uh, he's not gonna win nothing when he's saying no. He's not gonna have any rings. But his numbers never say put him in. I disagree. Next 425 game. Seahawks at the Cardinals. The line is set Arizona by seven and a half. The Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals too. They don't cover. Next 425 game. The Rams at the 49ers. Oh, the Rams. The Rams. 830 game. The Vikings at the Packers. Oh, this where the rubber meets the whole road. Line the Green Bay by three. Doesn't really matter. They both in the playoffs. I get the I take give me the Vikings. The Packers are playing like shit. Really are. Uh, they're gonna want to get their mojo, but I'm going with the I'm going with the Vikings. That's all the games. Listeners again, we're gonna try to get back to doing it every week. Sorry we've been away for so long. Calhoun, thank you for being on. Thanks for having me. It's all good. 
This has been DigitalDaren.com. Make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend. Happy birthday, BJ.